0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Family Health Podcast, a podcast for families and leaders that want to strengthen families. My name is Dr. Corey Gilbert, an author, university professor, licensed professional counselor, a life coach, and researcher, and speaker on topics such as trauma, abuse, sexual ethics, and gender, and sexuality issues today. I will be your host. In this podcast, we'll be focusing on four areas. See these as a quadrant, your health, your purpose, your relationships, and your work. Each week, we will be diving into one of these four areas with the goal of challenging you and encouraging you in building strong families. We're sponsored by the Family Launch Academy, a community of families, parents, and leaders that want to see their children launched well into adulthood, prepared for what's to come. Find out more about the community, resources, courses, trainings, and Q&As with me, Dr. Gilbert, and the Family Launch Academy by joining our free Facebook group at facebook.com groups slash familylaunchacademy. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hey there, this is Dr. Corey Gilbert with the Family Health Podcast, and this week we're going to dive into another sensitive subject, Um, again, an excerpt from my book, I Can't Say That, um, an international bestseller on Amazon, Uh, so check it out there, or ICan'tSayThat.com. But we're going to look at same-sex attraction, we're going to look at some stories, we're going to look at um, the hurt and pain for many, the theology as well, and what what should we believe and how should we teach our children and talk about this. And again, the goal is compassion, and the goal is care. And the goal is leading our children well. So let's dive into this this week's episode. Jeff finds himself feeling that he is not much of a sexual being at the age of 20. He is active and works and has friends, but has never had a girlfriend and always wondered if something was wrong. He's always been attracted to guys, but it has not necessarily been a sexual thing either. Phil is 15 and has no interest in dating girls. He is attracted to men that give him attention and value. He is a Christian and confused as to what to do with these feelings that everyone around him seems to say are wrong. Should he be in a same-sex relationship and eventually get married? Deny his feelings? Embrace them? Be disgusted by them? Janice has always dreamed of being married in a big wedding. Now, at the age of 17, she finds herself very interested in girls in her life and completely turned off by all the boys her age. What does this mean? Pam is an attractive athlete, confident, a leader with a strong personality. She never dreamed of being attracted to girls. She is now 21 and is not and not interested in marriage like her friends seem to be. She had a brief sexual experience with an older woman a few years earlier and is now very confused about her feelings today. Am I gay? Am I broken? Am I okay? Is this okay? She's quite lost. Same-sex attraction was not talked about much in years past. Today, it is a topic of conversation everywhere. Is it normal? Some research points out that more than 25% of adolescents will struggle with their sexual identity during their teenage years, and most of them will foreclose on this struggle by claiming a heterosexual identity. The struggle is a normal part of growing up. Dr. Mark Yarhouse, a Christian researcher, added framework to the discussion years ago through his scholarship and teaching. Many people that identify themselves as gay are probably um, probably more accurately placed in the space of being same-sex attracted. What does this mean? They are attracted to the same-sex but are not claiming a gay identity. Though same-sex attracted and gay identity may sound synonymous, they're not. By adding this framework, it created a space to wrestle and admit to a struggle without having to claim an identity. This has led many people, particularly young people, into a deeper understanding of themselves, the appropriate amount of weight they need to put on their feelings and attractions, and the complexity of who they are. This is a space we desperately need. For some of us, our children are going to go through this struggle. A word of caution. Be careful about how you love and encourage them in this process. They probably already know your thoughts, opinions, and judgments regarding homosexuality. They do not need that. They need space questions, care, touch, and leadership. You will hopefully still have permission to lead them, at least somewhat. So take what you can at this stage. Prayerfully walk with them, offering guidance through these struggles and questions. I would encourage you to read the thoughtful books written by Dr. Mark Yarhouse and Dr. Preston Sprinkle for a compassionate Christian viewpoint. Identity struggles are real. The strength of attractions can be overwhelming. I could take the time here to describe the research and findings on various aspects of the debate on same-sex attraction, but I prefer to focus on the hearts of our children. Every parent will do some harm to their children. Yes, even you. I have spoken harshly at times and caused harm. I was too soft when they needed strength and caused harm. This is a reality of the fallen world we live in. Dr. Dan Allender describes a hunger that grows in all of us as we mature and prepare to leave our father and mother. Why? we cannot be all things to our children most parents seem unwilling to embrace this reality once we do embrace it though there is great freedom as we realize we do not have to strive for perfection when we fail we get to models seeking forgiveness and restoring the relationship they get an opportunity to practice forgiveness a lot of the wrestling and struggles our children will go through are due to who we are as parents i know some of you will blame yourselves for your children's mistakes for the rest of your lives That is too far, though. They have free will and share the responsibility. Others, though, are unaware unable to admit to the impact they have on their children and their development. Do you and your family spend a lot of time out with people in social settings? One child may thrive in this environment and their personality benefit from a social setting. Another child may shrink back in the face of crowds and learn to loathe social settings. Is your family active or sedentary? This impacts your children. Do you eat a healthy, balanced diet, or do you eat poorly? Are you a good example for healthy and, um, eating and living? This impacts our children. Are you and your spouse openly affectionate in front of your children? This has a huge impact on your child's sense of security, even if they act like it's gross. The energy and culture of your home has a tremendous impact on your child's physical development, spiritual formation, and sense of security. Now let's look at a theology. So let me go to a question I hear a lot. Is attraction to the same sex sin? Let's unpack attraction. I personally believe we have such a distorted view of attraction that it confuses a lot of our life choices. It is critical we have this in the right place, not only for those who feel a same sex attraction, but also uh, those that are attracted to the opposite sex. Do you have control of your attractions? Can you see someone in control whether you think they are good looking or not? Do you have the ability to not be aroused by someone that you deem attractive? Is arousal sin. Some would place um, this under the umbrella of self-control. I disagree, though. The men and women I know that have learned the art and skill of controlling their attractions and what arouses them are not doing well and face different challenges and difficulties. They marry one day and are unable to turn on what they successfully conquered, controlled, and turned off. This is not stewardship. What breaks my heart is that we would very likely parade this young man or woman around as the picture of the perfect young Christian, self-controlled. I would say emphatically, no, they are not quite human. This is, again, not stewardship. It is more like a denial or a dismissal of a part of God's perfect design, stating it is flawed and bad, maybe even evil. No, 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 Ste- stewardship is the key. You and I have feelings and attractions and experience arousal that we must learn to correctly value. The data we receive in our brains based on attraction, feelings, desires, and arousal is subjective. Parents, how are you stewarding your sexual attractions? Think about what happens when this data is a larger chunk of someone's identity and it is telling them something different than everyone else around them. This is a confusing space. This is that space where that person needs us the most. They need a place to ask questions, to feel, to hurt, and even to grieve. A key aspect of having feelings, desires, attractions, and urges that you decide to say no to is that the next step is often experiencing grief. You have chosen to die to self, which is quite unpopular today, and that can leave you lonely. What would motivate someone to give up something they want? Seeing a bigger picture and a greater reward. This is why our theology matters. So is attraction to the same-sex sin? I do not think so. Attraction is part of the data being processed that leads someone to make a decision. Will this define me? Will I act on this feeling? What do I do? Who am I? Am I gay? What does God want from me? This is why we need the space to process, feel, hurt, ask questions, and grieve. Your beliefs about attractions ought to inform all your other relationships. Think about it this way. If I lined up 500 men and 500 women, and you you decide who stays and who goes based on attraction, you could eliminate a lot of them easily from the line. If we took this a step further and you had a lengthy conversation with each person, you could eliminate even more from the line, both male and female. I would dare say that for many of us, in the first and even second evaluation, we very well might eliminate the person that might be the best match for us in marriage, or the person that might be our best, our future best friend. So what am I saying? Att- attraction is a bad measuring stick. Beware of how much weight you place on feelings and attraction, no matter what stage of life you are in, single or married. I could go into a lot of the biology behind attraction and same-sex attraction, but I don't believe that will help be helpful for most parents. The purpose of this here is for you to learn some skills and gain some perspective to help your son or daughter navigate their attractions so that they live guided by an ethos that is not based on what they feel. This goes for us as parents as well. Bless you and your family. Bless your um, stewardship of this personally, but also your leadership with your children. Thanks for tuning in to the Family Health Podcast. I hope these become valuable resources full of encouragement and challenges as you lead your family well and with confidence, and definitely not alone. Find out more about marriage and family life coaching and consulting at healinglives.com. I want to help you and your family be successful in marriage, love, life, and family. Thank you to our sponsor, the Family Launch Academy. To get your family moving in the right direction quickly, check out our website healinglives.com for available options that will serve your family best, from counseling and coaching to seminars, online courses, and more. It is an honor to serve.